Welcome back to the Age Gap Realness Podcast. I am your host, Miss Natalie Workman and... Brandon Dawson in the house. I was about to introduce myself as Natalie Twerkman, and then I decided not to at the very last second. <laughs> My dad asked, we said, introducing Dr. Twerkman. And he's like, what is Dr. Twerkman? Like, Do you know what a twerk is? He's like, Coming no, I have no idea what a twerk is. called you deuce growing up your whole life. Uh, <laughs> have we talked about this on the podcast? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well... Deuce wasn't really the smartest. What are we doing nickname. today? You're awfully ready to get rolling. How many coffees have you had this morning? None. Uh, I'm on my first one, uh, but I uh, did do uh, I did do uh, 15 miles on the Pelton. I'm so proud of you. Boom! I'm, I'm so ready to go. Proud. Uh, so yesterday I opened up a poll, or I guess a question on my Instagram, and asked what people wanted to hear about us uh, talk about. Why can't I speak right now? I asked a question on my Instagram that allowed people to submit their ideas for what we should talk about. I I don't know what's wrong with me this morning, you guys. Uh, Anyway, one of the questions or topic ideas was that we should talk about Viagra. Viagra? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, the good news is we have an expert in the house. Will, let's talk about Viagra. Because I don't know anything about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> so what are the real questions that we're actually going to get to today? Hey, uh, can I ask you a question? Because sure. usually you're like overly dressed up for the show. Today you have this beautiful shirt on. What does that shirt say? What does that shirt say? I don't want to move your hair because it, it will look awkward is, on the camera. Is my hair positioned? No, I better? wanted to read the okay, shirt. Okay. So this this actually goes to what I want to talk about for the topic today. So one of the questions that we do want to talk about that somebody submitted yesterday was how to choose the right mentors. And the sweatshirt ties into that. I was going to wear a normal, you know, black dress. Maybe it was going to be black and white and get crazy. Uh, I was, but I, that's what I was going to wear. What's the shirt say? And I'm What's, getting to it. I can't read it. I, I, I'm I can't getting, read it. Okay. Don't touch me. No touchy. Uh, and <laughs> instead, I, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Guys, for those of you who listening to the podcast, and on audio, I'm wearing a black sweatshirt right now, not in a dress. And my sweatshirt has sequins on it, which are not normally a sequin person. But it says, failure is not trying. And Bam. I love that saying, but I love even more the brand behind this, which is Spanx. Freaking love Spanx because of Sarah Blakely. And so this all kind of ties together with nice. how do you choose the right mentors? You really put some thought in that. So you wore a shirt based on a brand. From a lady that you picked as one of your mentors, and that was really well thought out. I think I'm wearing an Anto shirt, and the dude makes great shirts, but I don't know what he, I don't know, outside of making shirts, I don't know what else he's doing. He made shirts for Ryan Gosling. Yeah, he's in LA, Beverly Hills. Yeah. The guy makes all the movie star shirts. You pretty much look like Ryan Gosling. I do, I have, I'm starting to. <laughs> Isn't he like world sexiest man or sexiest I don't know. man alive? I'm, I'm, I, hey, 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 I. M. Dawson's Ridge, sexiest man. Oh my gosh! There's only one person <laughs> living on Dawson's Ridge right now, and it happens to be this dude. Everybody 100%. else, actually, your dad. You might my have dad to compete lived, with. Oh, that's true. My dad lives with your there dad. Too. They did a poll, and it was 100 percent that I was the sexiest 51 year old <laughs> on Dawson's on Ridge. Dawson's Ridge. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to mentors. So we talk. We've talked about mentors on your podcast before, and then we also created. Um, actually you created a course called Structured Success back in January where there's like three whole weeks on how to find the right mentors, how to study the mentors and how to attract them. This particular question seems to be more 
geared around how do you choose mentors. Uh, and maybe we can make this a couple parts to actually go into some of what you talk about. Yeah, and I think course. we did a show on. We did a show for, for your you. podcast. I thought we talked about mm -mm. how you found Elena and all. No, I think we've kind of talked about that in like general terms. I think but we could never... talk about it on a thousand shows because oh, I just sure. I just had a whole bunch of business owners asking me again. Like they listen to the show, but then they're 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 wanting to peel the onion open and get deeper and deeper and deeper. My first inclination is to be very honest by saying you can choose all of the mentors that you want, but if you're not willing to actually do the things that they're doing, then there's no point even having the conversation. Like, let's not just have mentors in our life just for the sake of saying that we have a mentor. Actually do the things that they're doing and be specific about following their regimen and, and their success, not adding in a bunch of other people who are saying different things. Like, follow one formula and stick to it from start to finish. Uh, so how would, you, how would you find, walk somebody through the process, how would you find so right you thing. and I worked through this process in depth in oh. order to get it up and running for the Structured Success Program. Right. And the process that we went through in our own lives was saying, what are our goals? And we broke those up into personal, professional, and financial goals. And with those goals, with that specific, let's say I want to uh, look a certain way. I would have a very specific mentor for the way that I want to look. Or carry yourself. Or carry yeah. myself, or the way I want to be able to present. So when I look at my goals, personal, professional, and financial, I attach mentors to those specific goals. There's not one overarching person that has the exact same circumstances that I have in my life that I could say, this is the perfect model for what I want to create. But there are absolutely women out there who have created things that I want in different buckets of my life that I can use as a guide, as a mentor and bring into my life. You even went through like magazines and cut pictures out. Like there's a, mm. there's a, a thing uh, still on my pool table and it has like a hundred women on it, all mm -hmm. in different poses and different looks that you felt were powerful mm -hmm. or sophisticated or whatever. And then there's random pictures of you in there because you were trying to visualize how do you want people to perceive you and see you. And, mm -hmm. and that's still sitting on the pool table at home. Yeah. It, to, to me, having visual images of the people, at once you've identified what it is that you're looking to create in your life and you find somebody who has done that, putting yourself in their environment through photos, through a vision board is like the instant reminder of when I'm not feeling confident or when I'm lacking self-esteem or when I'm not sure that I'm, I'm wanting to go a certain direction, I, I can look at that and be like, oh shit, if I'm standing next to Oprah, what kind of decision would Oprah be making? Like she wouldn't even be thinking in such small terms. She would be thinking so much bigger and so much more dynamically. So there's this photo of Oprah and she's like sitting on her phone in a bathrobe getting her hair done. And you know, like she's making million dollar decisions as she's sitting there and she's about to go on a show, but she's multitasking and just such a boss. And that's like one of the ways that I visualize myself in making the types of decisions that my mentors would be making. So what I'm hearing you say. Oh, I hate it when you start a sentence <laughs> like that. We'll actually just propose that we should start a drinking game yeah. for every time we say certain key phrases. And one of your key phrases would be, so what I'm hearing you say is. Yeah. So. Uh, yes. What, what What? am I? Tell me what I'm saying. Because you said you just said two things that I heard because I'm, I'm paying attention to 
I understand our process. So I hear things that it's maybe other really people. really sweet. I can actually see that you're paying attention. Yeah, other people might listening. not pick it up. But you talk about mentors and then you just slipped in the word visualization. So I think I think it would be great for you to walk people through how you do that. Well, this is something that you've taught me how to do. But this is your show. So I thought it'd be great if you told people how you do it. Yeah. So, so first you, you talk about mentors, identifying, and it doesn't have to be one person that you completely anchor into. No, it's different people within the different categories of goals that I have. So I'm Personal, very specific. professional. And financial. And financial. And I'm very specific about attaching a goal to a person and then studying that person, filling my space with that person, whether it be what I'm watching on Instagram, the television shows that I'm watching, uh, the uh, YouTube videos that I'm consuming, like all of the content, I want to be surrounded by the way that they think and the way that they do things. And then from a visualization standpoint, actually having this vision board where I cut out people and myself and put it on this board with quotes and either feelings or things that I want to be able to create is a process for me of visualizing myself doing those things. And it's surrounding me in my office. So every day I see that when I show up. And even what's amazing is that you have it in a way, (coughs) excuse me. Say you're on the phone and you're engaged in a certain kind of conversation. You can literally look at that board and say, right now, how do I emotionally want to feel like one of these bosses would handle themselves in this moment? Am I going to freak out? Am I going to be whiny? Am I going to get nasty? Am I going to be bitchy? Or am I going to keep myself steadfast and, and responsible and strong? And by having those pictures and studying those personalities mm-hmm. or personas, you can then reflect on those when you're in a crunch time, right? Mm-hmm. And I see you do that. I see you grab your composure and think about things. Well, I actually just did this yesterday. So <laughs> yesterday we recorded two podcasts, the two mm-hmm. podcasts from last week and the week before. And you said something that really pissed me off that triggered me in the process of recording the podcast and then in between. And I was like, I was pissed. I was irritated with you. But Last time I got pissed, we weren't able to continue shooting. Like it just ruined the whole the whole environment. And I don't think that they were my strongest podcast. However, I channeled in that moment somebody else that I I know wouldn't act in a childish or immature way. Like it this is we had business to do yesterday. We had other things to to accomplish. And I I thought about that and who and how they would react in the situation. And so I didn't choose to just totally flare up. And thank God I, you don't I, have I an let MMA. you off the hook. Thank God you don't have an MMA girl on your wall and you just ground pounded me and Will would have been like grabbing the cameras and staring down at the ground. Get him, get him, punch him, hit him. But change happens through making those small decisions and through reminding yourself of who you want to be like. And if you don't have a very clear picture of who you want to be like, do you need something? Hey, Will, can you grab me that Brennan is on a second coffee. Just you wait, guys. He's just oh, getting started. Man, I am ready for some <laughs> ground and pound. Uh, but if you don't have those clear pictures when those moments of stress come or those moments that are defining for how you engage in relationships and in work, you will never do it properly. You will always go back to the default behavior that probably isn't getting you to where you want if you have goals and big dreams. Yeah, so identify personally, professionally, financially. Who you? How many people would you pick in each category? Would there be a couple, three, one? Uh, I have nine. I have three, okay, in, three each. in each. Three in each. That's mm-hmm. a great number. It is a great number. So <clears throat> then you go find the attributes that you love about them. Yes. 
Um, then you start studying them and reading about them. Yes, and then I just fill my my space, my and, world. And, and if there's with ten them. things about one of them, do you pick the three to five things that you want to emulate and leave the rest? How do you like you, and then pick the best of each of the three? How do you do that? I pick it based off of what I'm looking to do. There are a lot of amazing women doing a bunch of different things. No, no, but things. I'm saying if one of the threes, if there's like 10 things, do you pick a couple of the things from the one and then a couple from the second and a couple from the oh. third and create your own list? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's awesome. You're asking such good questions. Well, I'm try- I'm, I want to make sure, you know, one of the things that we've been working on is making sure that when people listen to these, they have something actionable on the other side of it. So my actionable piece would be... I'm trying to be helpful after you... <laughs> Crucifying me yesterday for being a. I didn't crucify I'm just you. Kidding. You, I didn't crucify you. I don't know. That's not even a good word to use. Crucify. No, I don't prob- like that word. Probably not. I'm going to take that word back, and I'm going to use the word grounded, pounded me. <laughs> Last night, you made me submit and beg for forgiveness. I will never make those mistakes again. That's, everybody sees this, and beautiful, that's how it's done, folks. Everybody <laughs> sees this beautiful, <laughs> elegant, sweet, kind, intelligent woman, and really. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway, let's go back to mentors. One thing that I would like to acknowledge is when you have a mentor, first of all, the mentor doesn't have to be somebody you actually know. Like I've never met Sarah Blakely. Did I take a photo with Sarah? Yeah. I mean, you met her, but you didn't meet her before. Okay. So I met met her, her. but like she doesn't know me by name. Uh, Like we've never met you. She and I don't have weekly phone calls, but she is somebody that I very much look to for how she's created this life for her and her family around a business that she started that she is uniquely herself in uh, and just the way that she's branded it and how her personality shines. She's such a good example. And she carries herself with a lot of humility. She seems like a really cool, cool person. Remember her money quote? No, but you probably do because you probably wrote it down. Yeah. She said that money doesn't change people. It just amplifies amplifies what is already there. Yeah. I love that. It's like, oh. So you find your mentor, you find the characteristics you love about them, and then you go deep dive on those mentors to align with what you're excited about. And then how do you, that goes into the visualization. You're like walking through this very specific process. I kind well, of want to do it, like some be- do's and don'ts of how you, when you find No, I know, but just to explain, because I, I, you do the visualization. I think people need to understand finding them and reading about them isn't enough. Like they actually have to see their picture. They have to see They have their- to see themselves. You have to see yourself in what the mentor is doing. You have to... Brandon does it by closing his eyes on an airplane and listening to Pink Floyd. I do it by driving my car and turning off the music, having no sound. And all I think about is myself with these people in the same group of women who, and and carrying my own and having the strength and whatever it is that I'm trying to do. And you get lost in that. Yes. And I just, I just visualize it so that when those moments like yesterday come, when moments like uh, having the opportunity to speak comes, I'm not operating in a place where me today would normally either take the shitty road or maybe be too scared. Like I'm going to lean into, well, okay, if what would what would Sarah Blakely do in this situation? What would Bethany Frankel? Like it'd be a no-brainer. Like so, yeah. instead of waiting and taking time on making big decisions, I make them faster because I have a framework for how to make quick, good decisions. Where it's like it's a no-brainer. Of course, Natalie would do that. Man, this is such strong stuff because if you're working in a company and you can apply this and you can conduct yourself in a way where you always look like you have your shit together, you're focused, you're you're developing your your persona that you can because you know it's 
people always say, oh, I don't like this, I don't like that, or I didn't like what happened. Or Look, the only thing you can control, the one thing you can control in all cases, and the only thing you can control is yourself. Mm -hmm. To the extent that you control yourself at the highest level of of being, you will have the internal strength and it will eventually get noticed, or you will have the strength to move on to a place where it will get noticed. But being a victim anywhere means that you've conceded to be a victim and then it's by definition your fault. It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what's going on around you. You've just conceded it. It's your fault because the only thing you can control is you. Mm -hmm. Spending time bitching or worrying or reacting certain ways in certain environments is your choice. And I think what you're talking about is that internal fortitude to be able to recognize situations or moments and be able to reflect on something because you programmed yourself how you want to be, not how you are reacting at the moment. Well, and when you have these big goals, you also have to continue doing the things that you're doing every single day. It's not like you can just give up your whole life and the structure that is your present for your future. And so when you when you put these big plans into place and you have these big dreams and you write them out, if you're not practicing visualization, you will start to second guess yourself when you're doing new things as to, wait, why am I doing this? Why am I going to this event? As you're driving in your car and you're like, well, I don't know anybody. How am I going to network? Like, maybe I shouldn't do this. This is a bad idea. I should just go back home and watch television. If you don't have a very clear picture of, wait a second, I'm, I'm coming here for the intent of, I want to make, one of our goals this year was to make five new friends like that are close friends in the Portland area. So, okay, wait a second. I'm going to this event in Portland in order to make myself known, have a presence, and meet new people that I can add into our circle that will enrich our lives in Portland because that's something that I clearly want to do. Uh, and so it's it's a reminder when you visualize something why you're you're doing the things that you're doing in the present state in order to get yourself to a future state because you've already established what that future state is. Does that make sense? Well, I I think what you're doing in Portland is what we did in Arizona because we had the same desire. We wanted to have Mm -hmm. five new friends in Arizona. We got like 10 amazing friends. Yeah. We made a a, a conscious choice. And I just met that great girl in Miami that- Yeah, she's from Arizona. Lives in our building. Lives in our building in in Arizona. Arizona. This is the six degrees of separation Mm -hmm. because the world is revolving around you. But if you're not intentional about what you're looking for and you're not putting yourself in a position to find those people, then you're not going to find them. But it's like when people say, I thought about buying a white Volkswagen Beetle uh, because no one has them. And then I bought it and all I see is white Volkswagen Beetles. It was like our G-Wagon, the white G-Wagon. Oh, no one has them. Can't find them anywhere in Arizona. We went to every Mercedes dealership. We there bought one yeah. and now there's a million of them. Like it's like everyone has a white G-Wagon. Yeah. So it's, it's that... You draw to what you focus on, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have that clarity, intentionality in your mind about where you want to land, then you get pushed to wherever you're going versus where you want the destination to be. Yep. And with that specific instance last week where I met the the girl in Arizona, she she just like barely walked into the room and somebody introduced her saying, yeah, she's visiting Miami. She's from Phoenix. If I like, as soon as I heard she's from Phoenix and there was a break, I stood up, walked like made a beeline over to her and then just said, where in Phoenix? Oh, I'm in Scottsdale. And it just like, yeah, it got narrower Think about this. You're narrower. in Miami. We've been living in this building for five years. Where you're yeah. in Miami at a mastermind. Uh-huh. And you meet this girl who lives in our building in Scottsdale. Yes. Who has a very prominent, you know, like well-known there. Yeah, she's and, a speaker and, and she has a and you're businesses. Like, you're like, why didn't I meet this person? And sometimes you got to go out in the world, man. You got to go put yourself in places and position. You could have easily said, I don't know any of the women that are going to be there, so I'm not going to go. Yeah, and I, 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 
I'm new friends with a couple of them, but they were hosting the event, so I didn't know anybody that was going to be sitting around me. But as soon as I made that connection with her, it was like, this is why I was supposed to be here. We're going to meet up in a couple of weeks. But if I wouldn't have had the very specific intention, not only are we going to be spending time in Phoenix, like that's that's, our house is going to be built in 18 months and we're going to spend a lot of time there. In between now and then, I've made a very conscious choice as of you to say, we want to establish a community if I wouldn't have made that choice and we would still just be moving in the house in Phoenix, I probably wouldn't be as specific of saying, I need to meet people that are there in order for my 18 month self down the road to feel comfortable and at home. And like there's, there's a sense of family and purpose and community down here. We've also done this. There's a couple, Jim and Sandy tree living and, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) we love them, but you and I see ourselves in them. Totally. So we, have, Why are you getting emotional? Well, because I love them so much. Oh They're my gosh, just, I love them. Oh. I just see us. I see the way. Why are you getting emotional? Just because you're getting emotional. <laughs> well, I see the love way. I, I see. They're such ama- remarkable people. Oh. Okay. So I see us and them because he's in his late 70s. She's in her mid 50s. And, and they you don't have to out their age. Jeez. Sorry, Jim and Sandy. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> She's 35. Yeah. But the the point is, is that they're just so beautiful. And mm-hmm. when I look at them, I say, okay, the picture for me with you, mm-hmm. I want it to be that. Yes. And they are so happy together. I and, channel her all the time when I'm making decisions about how to communicate with you about our future and just thinking yeah. like, oh, how would Sandy handle this conversation? What would Sandy do? And what would you and Jim, the other, yeah, yeah. what would Jim do in order to make sure that there is this confidence that's created in the relationship that ends in a very long-term, healthy, beautiful relationship? Yeah, and and so maybe we should dedicate this episode to Jim and Sandy Tree Living. You love dedicating episodes. Like I, I wouldn't well, even think of dedicating an episode. But. They're such. I mean, I've, I'm tearing up just because I love them so much. We just had such. We have such fabulous times with. Your glasses are going to start fogging. I know my glasses are going to fog. Hey, when you love people, this is the beautiful part, right? Like when you absolutely love people who touch your lives, mm. it touches you this way in the mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. And Well, that's the power of mentors. Like it's it's not just, oh, rah, rah, I'm going to go find somebody who's doing something better or more beautiful or bigger than I am. It's like, no, I have this thing in my life that I don't know how to navigate. I want to use somebody else's knowledge and wisdom of going through the exact same thing to help me like to I because I don't know how I would do it without them I need a picture of how this is successful and so with them like with this relationship we see how it could be successful and one of the reasons we started this podcast and this content is for the for other people in a situation like ours to be able to say wait this can work if if we can make it work somebody else can make it work they had, for her birthday, we went to a winery, flew on a private jet, went to a winery with a group of people. I think that was probably the most romantic setting mm. I've ever actually experienced. Mm. I mean, it was so beautiful. It was beautiful. Their love is beautiful. Their yeah. friendships are beautiful. They're just like, and, you know, flying on a private jet and going to a winery and having a private dinner sounds very, you know, like just crazy and it absolutely was but I think what's so amazing about them is yes they they have means to be able to do that kind of thing but they're <laughs> so down to earth oh they're so humble oh my yeah. like it, it yeah. 
and, and it's not about those things. He's but passionate it's about the business cool and her. It. She's passionate about what the all the things she's doing and him. It's just and they you can just see when they're together, they're just so happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyhow, but I think uh, this is a great episode because I think people need those kind of people in their lives, don't you? Oh, I do think that. Yeah. And you know, to be honest with you guys, when you find a mentor. You know, I like I found a mentor in you, and I'm marrying you, right? Like I, when it comes to f- bringing people in your life that you aspire to be like, like have all of the relationships, have the person that you're choosing to date or marry embody the qualities that you want to be like, who have gone through things or that you know can go through things with you that are going to push you forward and propel you forward, and like you, you have been. Why did you have to get emotional now? I'm going to get emotional. Well, I'm not emotional now. No, but it, it, it set the tone for being emotional. I'll just make a joke through this. I'm an emotional so guy. actually get emotional. Um, no, no, but you've set the tone for me of even establishing the belief about any of this. Like I had I'd read books in my uh, junior high and high school and college years, but you are like this living, breathing example. And why I was attracted to you from the get-go is your deep-rooted belief in all of this. Like, this isn't just somebody getting up and talking about why mentors are important. Like, you live this and you are this to so many people, oh, well, including thank you. me. I think being you can't be a mentor to anybody if you don't have the humility to be mentored. Mm-hmm. And I I am just been so blessed with Hector and my ex-stepdad, my mom, my dad, Jim and Sandy. Just, you know, I go on on a list. Mm-hmm. All the authors, Max, John Maxwell, Jim Collins, just – allowing so those all started for me with reading books like you said earlier you don't need to meet these people but because i read their books and because i applied their methodologies and because i went to meetings and put myself in positions i i actually manifested and built deep rooted relationships with those people where it's an actual friendship and and grant and exactly and now we manifested grant and elena into our lives and they're remarkable people and 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 family remarkable family so we've just been really blessed, but the, but the secret your the secret to that isn't it didn't just happen. No, it's the process you laid out personally, professionally, and financially. Who do you have out there that you want to emulate? Identifying exactly what you want to emulate, applying it, visualizing it, conducting yourself in a way where you're growing, putting yourself in a position where you can meet others, acting on the things you're teaching yourself and you're learning. And then all of a sudden you'll wake up like with Sarah Blakely and you'll meet them and you'll be, cause we didn't even know like she was going to be at that meeting until they announced she was going to be at the meeting. And the the second step of this is Brandon, like we, as we started the episode with, we could go into episode after episode after episode of this, but I, it's not just a matter of having mentors in your life. The next step, once you've identified and, and studied and really taken on these mentors and these people's body of work is figuring out how to make them friends or your fiance or in close proximity to you so that you're spending time around people who are thinking different, thinking bigger, doing more in order for you to, through spending time with them, be doing those things and condition your brain to think in a different way. Exactly. And pay attention to what they're saying and what they're doing. And, and you know, you can, you can imagine yourself with these people in your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have so many people that are sending me. It's, it's a beautiful thing about, and, and like, if only one person listens to my podcast, but it changes their life, I'm thrilled with that, right? Mm-hmm. And and doing these podcasts makes me a better communicator. It makes me more focused on the things I want to think about and talk about. 
but I've had so it's many therapy people, for us therapy for us but I've had so many people that are hitting me back on how things are changing their lives mm-hmm. from little pieces of the podcasts and it just makes me feel so grateful that you know somebody cares and that I have the experience and contribution back to them mm-hmm. so it's a great show great episode are you wrapping our episode up right now I think it's been well how long have we been talking how long is this seems like 30 minutes all right, we can wrap it. Well, it's your show, babe. We can wrap it. Why don't you end with your final thought? My final thought is circling back to the very specific question of how to choose the right mentors. I think the first step is for you to figure out what the right goals are and then choosing who can help you and who has done those things. But it starts with you not just picking somebody out of the universe to say, oh, I think that they look good. Like, no, what What do you want? What What type of relationship do you want? What type of career do you want? Do you want a family and kids? Do you want to make an impact through uh, speaking on stages? Like, what, what are your real dreams? What are your real uh, aspirations in life? And then find people who have done those things and let them help you on your way. But don't just pick people out of nowhere. Pick people that are very specific to to what you're trying to create in your life. Nicely said. Wonderful. Well, until next week, guys, have a good day. I don't know why I end things like <laughs> what that. What does that I don't, even I don't mean? know how, like, well, how should I end the show? Yeah, how about this? I've had we dedicate, 30 shows or We dedicate shows. this show to our dearest friends, Jim and Sandy. Oh, yes, we love you guys. Mm-hmm.